0: Here's the starting lineup for the Generations Sports Podcast, presented by Calf Sports.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is, wherever you are, and welcome to the Generations Sports Podcast. I'm Jeff Kennedy, along with Bill Unkovich. Hey now. Dave Zorn. And Champs. And Casey Everett. Really? <laughs> it started already. No, no, here's, here's a great thing about what's going to happen today. Oh. Our job is to try to keep Dave from being maximum obnoxious. Okay. Now he can be like somewhat obnoxious. He can be a little <laughs> obnoxious. Our job is to keep him from just turning everyone off by being completely obnoxious. Dave, is that possible today?
0: No, because just like <laughs> all of your predictions in the NLCS, it's gonna be an utter failure.
2: Wow. Okay. And and you and, and, wow. here, and here's and here's
0: and we'll have audio examples of that coming here, up soon. Here's the great thing about this you get to do that. Yeah, you get to do that. he have bragging rights. Yeah, he's
1: got yep. bragging rights. Absolutely. So coming it. up on today's show, all Dave, all the time, Dang. bragging about his Diamondbacks. Oh, okay, so that's what that... So if you're still here, after <laughs> we get done with all that, we're also going to talk some college football. We've got oh. three games that we're on tap. We'll talk some NFL, but before that, we'll have our regular Stump the Unk, see if we can get one past Flagstaff Bill. Sports through the ages is more of Dave all the time. And then Sports Around the Mountain, even more of Dave. Yeah, but less. And then we'll wrap up (laughs) with our weekly crunch time. So stay with us, folks. This is probably about the only time on this show that you're going to get 90% Dave and 10% the rest of us. Well, until next week. So let's get started. (laughs) So let's get started. Bill, Casey, I want to just encourage you guys today. Have fun with this, even though it may not be. It's going to (laughs) hurt. Yeah, it will, Bill.
2: (laughs) No, it's going to be fun.
1: Here's why it won't hurt. Here's why it won't hurt. Because we're actually objective thinkers. And (laughs) and the one thing that I had explained to Dave is that other than him, most of us are baseball fans. And so, like, we're still watching down to the last pitch in the seventh inning because it's baseball, and it's great baseball, whereas he, if the Diamondbacks weren't playing – wouldn't even be watching. So now, with that, the Diamondbacks are going to the World Series. Dave, congratulations!
0: See, and all you guys were wrong last uh, two weeks ago. We won again. We I, I've got receipts, so yeah. we'll play them in a little bit. Yeah, and and and
1: come up with something original, would you? Anyway, all right. No, so, I, yeah. so as we get started with this, let's talk about the, the Diamond again. Let's talk about the Diamondbacks first. Can we play a couple a couple a couple cuts that can just kind of fuel Dave and get him going? And then Dave, we'll
0: start with you. Okay. Well, look, you want you want to play the cuts first. Make I, him go last, so he has to sit there and stew. <laughs> no, no. We're, we're, we're you know, like I said, for
1: for our loyal listeners, listen. This is I'm not going to say that you deserve this, but Dave has earned this.
0: Yeah, earned, earned and, I mean, and we do have a lot of Diamondback things. fans that listen to the podcast, by the way. So they'll they'll enjoy this along with me. Mm-hmm. We'll be going down the ride of the road together. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I want I want to say that uh, you know, obviously, the Diamond, we all know Diamondbacks won the NLCS in seven games. Uh, but four of those games were in Philadelphia, as we know as well. Corbin Carroll, the rookie for, for the Diamondbacks, he's an outfielder. So you know he probably heard a lot of things that he's heard before and maybe some things that Philly fans invented for him along the way. And I, after post, after the game seven, he talked about playing that, that series in Philly.
2: It was more of a, you know, just a, a coolness that we got to play in an atmosphere like this. Um, the, the people here care about baseball. I got heckled probably five times going down the street today. I walked a block. So just, it's it's cool.
0: Yeah, but he, he takes everything in stride. And again, a lot of those words probably we can't mention on the air. But, you know, he took it in stride. That's just the way kind of the atmosphere is in Philly. And Philadelphia has
3: it. very tough fans. It's got to be tough on the visiting players well, to go in there.
0: And the funny thing is, is after game five, if you look at, you know, you know TikTok and a lot of the other videos, everyone's, oh, it's over. We're going to come back. It's it's, it's done. And, and after game seven, they want to push every member of the Phillies off a cliff or, or trade all of them. Or even, one guy even wanted the franchise to shut down. <laughs> so it's a, I, I look back and I go, That's, I'm laughing at all. This is, this is outstanding. But – Bryce Harper, you go back and forth and, you know, we all know he's a great player. Uh, respect factor, I guess, depends on who you talk to. A lot of fans don't like him. The fan, If he's on your team, you like him. Um, I've kind of gone back and forth over the years with Bryce Harper, but this comment after after Game 7 cinches it for me. I've got the utmost respect for Bryce Harper.
2: Watching them prior to this series, I don't think anything scared that team. I don't think they had any... Doubt in the in their minds of coming back here and playing in Philadelphia. Um, you know they did it to the Brewers, did it to the Dodgers, and then they were able to do it to us as well. Um, so I don't. Yeah, I mean I don't. I just don't think that team is, is scared of any situation or any spot. Um, and I think they got that going for them. I think it's so true, the there, yeah. and
1: and there's no question. You know, through after winning 84 games in the regular season and then dominating their first two series, and then winning this series in a game seven. You know highly volatile atmosphere like they have, there's no question that the team isn't afraid. And they, they feel like they belong here. They,
3: they still, after games one and two, and games six and seven, they started playing Diamondback baseball and running, stealing bases. Maybe the series doesn't go seven games if they do that in game one or two. I, I don't understand. Or a light bulb went off in the manager's head. We need to run more.
2: Yeah, and I totally agree. And the, I'm going to say this, Dave. The 2019 Nationals that this Dimebacks team reminds me a lot of that 2019 Nationals team where they didn't know what they were going to get they just lost Bryce Harper they lost their superstar and not saying that the Dimebacks did but they didn't know what kind of season they were going to have and that's what this Dimebacks team they rallied together they never stopped quitting they did they never quit and that's the kind of thing that the Nationals did and so I'm I'm going for the Diamondbacks in this one. All right, like right. We're going to get to our picks in a minute. Yeah. We're going to get to I, I like them, we're, though. All right, we're, we'll get to our picks in a minute. I don't need you to pick the Diamondbacks. Well, on, Take the hold on, Rangers. Hold on.
1: We're going to get to our picks in a minute. But before the season, get this, guys. Fangraphs assigned these odds of making the playoffs to the National League West teams. Padres at 85.3%. Dodgers at 71.2%. Giants at 40.3%. And the Diamondbacks... chance (laughs) of making the playoffs, according to fan graphs. And then there was that moment in the middle of the season where they actually went 16 and 34, won 16 of 40 games, and and looked like they were just crashing and burning. They get right. The last two months of the season, they were excellent. And even after their last week of the season, which you could say, you know, teams that are hot going into the playoffs tend to do better. Diamondbacks weren't even hot that last week. And
0: yet they've dominated throughout this playoff. Yeah, we had to rely on the Cardinals take, uh, beating the Reds in one game to get in. The, we, we didn't even get in ourselves. We needed help to get in the playoffs. And that's what makes this you know even a, a lot more fun. I mean, like I've said for the last couple of weeks, I was good – after the Dodgers series, from that point on, everything else was just bonus time for me because we're early. We're I mean, this was built for another year or two down the line, and the fact that they're in the World Series now is is, is absolutely incredible. And let me give you a couple more stats. You were, you mentioned about that losing end of it, and by the way, this was while um, the, the catcher was out uh, without an injury. They went seven and twenty five over thirty two games in forty two days during that stretch. Wow, uh, that's unheard of. Here's another stat for you: the Rangers and Diamondbacks. Had 174 combined wins in the regular season. That's the fewest of any World Series matchup in baseball history, excluding a non-shortened season. Yeah, well, they that's, also, what, that's what we're looking at.
3: They're also the only team to go to the World Series that has a minus run differential. Yeah,
0: minus fifteen. Yeah. So, what, is that an important stat? Should we be looking at that? I don't know. As long as you get in, I mean, that, that, that goes back to the cliche: just get in. When you get in, just it, get in zero zero.
1: Yeah, get in and 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 you're playing. Now, the one thing I don't want to let this go. Dave has actually used the term "we" in relations to the Diamondbacks Man, now six times.
0: Okay, you know, I you know what? That, that's okay. a good call out on you, Joe. I, I shouldn't. I, do you get I trained myself them? with years not to do that, and it's, I slipped. I'm, I'm going to keep that's it. Counter, my, right. That's my bad. I'm going to try not to do that again. He's at six already. Okay? No, you're, you're right, and call me out on that. I, I, I own that. That's yeah, fine. I own that. Yeah,
1: that's, you know, uh, way to be big of you there. Yeah. All right, final comments before we move on to the next series. We'll we'll pick we'll pick it. In just a moment, but final final thoughts and and I want to and I want to do it from this perspective. The Diamondbacks win this series if
0: uh, they do the same thing they did in Game Six and Seven. I don't know. Why, I, I'm with Bill. I don't know why it took so long to go back to running the bases, but they did in Six and Seven. I think they they make the adjustments to pitching early and they keep you know keep loose on the bases and and keep being aggressive. That's where they win. I don't think they win game one. I don't like the pitching matchup in game one at all. But, again, it doesn't matter. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> so Casey?
2: Yeah, so the big if for the Diamondbacks. I mean, the people that were hot during the NLCS, they have to stay hot. And that's how it is throughout the whole playoffs. They just need their right players to stay hot at the right time. So, Ketel Marte just came off winning NLCS MVP, the National League MVP, for that series. He needs to stay hot, and he's going to solidify that middle of the lineup for you guys.
0: He's never had a game where he hasn't had at least one hit in in a postseason a 16 game. Sixteen straight, Bill. Well,
3: I think Christian. They need some production from Christian Walker and, and Longoria and Fam. The top of the lineups done their job, but um, I think they squeaked by here, and they're going to need a bunch of run production from the middle and bottom of their lineup to compete here. Okay, and I'm going to say Diamondbacks
1: that win this series if oh. they get quality starting pitching. Uh, like they have, because let's face it, so we've seen this in World Series past. You you mentioned case of the 2019 Nationals. The Diamondbacks have two quality starters that can dominate this series if we get that production. And then, hey, how about their closer, Paul Seawold? He no. is he has been lights out. Even better, Ginkle in the eighth inning. Oh, for sure, for oh, sure. Yeah. What he's
0: throwing in there, are just oh my like it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. It,
1: it's been lights out. So. To me, they win this series. They get the quality starting pitching that they have. Their their bullpen, which turns out to be very, very good. If you
0: don't use and a couple can, guys, yeah, 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 <laughs> you keep good, them either. in the back end of it. Yeah. All
1: right, guys. Enough of that. Let's switch gears before we get our prediction. And before we move on to college football, there was another series that was played, guys, and oh, yeah, uh, and for us baseball fans, we really paid attention to that. The Rangers win all their games on the road <laughs> in Houston and dominate a game seven to get here as well. And this is another team that lost over hundred games two years ago. Casey, we'll start with you.
2: Yeah. So this is the second time the Astros have done this in the last five years. They did it against the nationals in the world series, and now they do it against the Rangers in the ALCS. So, They can't win at home, and that's a problem. They always make it. And the funny thing is you call the Dodgers chokers and whatnot.
0: We don't know. Jeff's hotline is running. Do we have breaking news, Jeff?
2: (laughs) We we, we do. That's really
0: really good. Good job, job, Jeff. Anyway, Casey, go ahead. So
2: as I was saying, (laughs) we're calling the Dodgers uh, choke artist team, but the Astros (laughs) get to the ALCS almost every year, but they've only won two World Series, two or three. I mean, th- the odds are still good, but, like, they've made it to the how many ALCSs in a row? I'll take my team making seven it or seven, seven in a row. I'll still yeah, take but okay. they've made it, like, seven or eight times in a row, and they've only won two rings. When do you start to say, like, oh, the Astros are the Dodgers of the AL? The, the Braves did that, too.
3: It's a, I mean, I, I'd much rather have my team competing every year. <laughs> Versus uh, yeah. losing 100 games. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. well, so, yeah. I, I understand, yeah, understand
2: that. Yeah. But, like, I'm just saying, like, when's the conversation going to start? Like, well,
3: I don't see. Well,
1: see, to me, that's a ridiculous conversation. And I don't I'll think tell so. You, well, let me tell you why I think so. Well, you're a Be- Dodger fan, right? Well, well, no, it doesn't have well, anything well, to do with that. I'm a, this. I'm a baseball fan. Here's the thing. So, let's not talk about the Dodgers. Let's just talk about the <laughs> Astros. They've made it to seven straight ALCS. Right. Their fan base is ecstatic. Okay, so what? They've only won two. But they've still been playing while other teams have been fishing. The Diamondbacks this year are playing while other teams are not. Okay, And so that's all anybody's fan base can ask for is that you keep playing as long as you can. And that's not failure. I think it's one of the absurd things that we look at in sports that there are actually people out there saying, well, the Houston Astros are failures. Really? They've been to seven straight ALCS? And they're then if they're failures, what about the other Twenty-seven. And There's only teams. one. What about there? But yeah, here's the winner. thing. I mean, that's a, that's an absurd. No, because if you
2: ask any of the baseball players on that Astros team, if they don't win the last game of the season, they don't care.
1: That's fine, and I and I want that from my team also. But 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 here's the thing. Players know what's happening, and fans are idiots. And so <laughs> okay, so so anybody who's disappointed that your team went to the championship round every year is just that's just nonsense. Case. That's well, just not Houston's not a so.
3: major market, and and really with the, after the cheating scandal, there isn't a lot of Houston Astro fans. I think spread around the nation. So the only people that really care about that is that little hub in, in Houston. It's it's not as big as it seems. All right, so,
1: needless to say, it was a seven game series. Anyways. That was pretty fun. That was, pre- <laughs> that was pretty fun to watch. It was. Okay?
0: both of them. were that, amazing, They, they were
1: really amazing series. Uh, Bruce Bochy. One of 12 managers with at least 2,000 regular season wins, Dusty Baker's one of them, the other 10 are all in the Hall of Fame. Check this out. If the Rangers win, Bochy will tie the Dodgers' Walter Alston and the Yankees' Joe Torrey with four
3: championships. No manager in the past half century has won more. I've got a, I've got a trivia question right around the same things here. Who invented the high five in baseball? What? jeez. Oh, I don't know, Bill. Dusty Ooh. Baker. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty <laughs> Baker hit a home run. High fives Glenn Burke. They were talking about it on the radio. I did not know that wow. until yesterday. 1989 or something. It was. They had video of it. It's the first time it was ever done. And the young people go, what did they do before? I go, well, they shook hands and <laughs> yeah. patted him on the butt.
1: Yeah, you know? On the butt yeah. <laughs>
3: right.
1: That's awesome. All right, so before we get our picks, the Rangers win this series if... And Dave, you probably don't want to answer this question.
0: I'll go last. I'll, I'll listen to you guys. No, I will. I will answer it, but okay. you guys go first. Bill.
3: I, I think the, the Rangers, top to bottom, have just a fantastic lineup. They hit the ball very well. They're very young. I, I think the pitching is going to be an issue. They struggled, and the, the Astros lit up the scoreboard a couple times. I think it's going to be a high-scoring series, and I kind of like that kind of baseball.
2: It, the Rangers win if Max Scherzer is healthy.
0: Really, if he gets past two innings. Yeah, okay. if he's right.
2: healthy, I mean, if he turns into Mad Max, series over. Mm. I think the Rangers win this series if they do the little
1: things. That if they don't just sit and wait for the three run homer, hey, the long ball is great, and and you're going to win games that way. But you've got to do the other things as well. And let's face it, the other things are what the Diamondbacks do better. Okay, so I think, and I'm not saying the Rangers change their. Their their character, but they still have to do the small things. You you get a guy on base with less than two outs, you got to move runners and things like that.
0: Yeah, I I've, I, I really like the Rangers, and, and I've said multiple times on this podcast how how much I love Bruce Bochy and and uh, how much respect I have for him. And it scares me that the Diamondbacks have to win a World Series having to beat a Bruce Bochy led team. <laughs> Honestly, that scares me more than anything else. Is that Bochy's the manager? Um, I think these teams are really comparable, and and. Um, both fan bases are just, we're, we're playing in the world series. <laughs> so, there's not going to be animosity at all for the fan bases or anything like that. But if, if the Rangers are patient at the plate and wait for their pitch to come, that would be, a, I think that that would be a pretty good advantage going forward for the Rangers. Cause uh, the Diamondbacks are going to find what, you know, what those guys swing at and, and totally like they did in game six and seven for sure. In LCS, they pitched away on, on, on Bryce Harper and, uh, and Schwarber and, nothing happened in game six and seven out of those two guys so there's there are smart pitching staff smart pitching coaches but again if they pick their pitches and you know get get that right pitch to hit and they're successful in that that's one way they can win the series
1: a couple of fun facts you know Marcus Simeon um, has he played in all 162 games this season one of four major leaguers to do that and of the 648 games that his teams have played in the last four years well, in the last four full seasons, He's played in six hundred and forty-seven of them. Wow! Who who does that anymore? Right? Yeah. All right. So let's um, Lou let's, Gehrig. Let, let's get let's get some predictions on you, this you, series. Do you, want to,
0: do you want to play the retrospect of your predictions? Oh, absolutely! Before? Yeah, let's, let's do, do that, that before first. you okay. guys make well, maybe a little learn you a little bit.
1: Uh, okay. Okay. Well, we appreciate this. This is this is, is,
0: this is, this is something I put together because this is the way I respond to things. This is what these three goobers decided uh, what the last series was going to turn out and how that turned out for them. Okay, let's Mine, hear it. Mine's not
1: as bad as the other two. I'm just going to say that. Actually, I think yours is. Nope. <laughs> I never thought I'd say this out loud, but I'm going to. Man, I've become a Phillies fan for the next two weeks. No, man. <laughs>
2: anyway. He chose one. And something completely different. That's their only chance, really. Yeah. They have to split those first two games. If they don't. I mean, that's just baseball. That's just numbers. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard.
0: Thinking this is gonna, this is gonna go (laughs) seven games. I might, I might not make it through six. But uh, um, I have, it's gonna go a long series. Is it possible this story is true? Yes, it is. You're right. It's fact. Yes. You're
3: right. You were right. Dave,
2: you're exactly right.
3: Dave was actually right. On paper, batting average, home runs.
0: Diamondbacks
2: break on top on a home run by Tommy Pham.
3: RBIs. Another RBI hit by Marte. Hits. Next offering, hit on the ground, up the middle of a base hit. Pitches, wins, earned run average, saves. The only statistic... The Diamondbacks are better than Philly's stolen bases, and they have 14 more stolen bases over the course of 162 games.
0: Well,
3: Lordy, frickin' God! So on paper, this is telling me that Philadelphia is going to win, but that's why they have to play the games. You know I mean? They're both very hot teams. I don't see it going six or seven games. I think Philadelphia wins in five here. That one didn't age quite so well.
0: What, what does the paper tell you about the playoffs? Oh snap! Uh, we're not—we're talking about no, no, what, what got you there. I don't care. It, it obviously, it doesn't matter. It's hard for you to be objective because you <laughs> like your team so much, Dave. <laughs> All the best teams in baseball are golfing right now, or that we're in the regular season. And boom goes the dynamite. You know, I want people to pick against the Diamondbacks. That's fine. I'm I'm great with it, honestly. Okay. It's worked great so far. I mean, everyone's counted
2: us out, so we figured let's just play our ball and see what happens.
0: Bill, I still love you, by the way. You know. that, but that's the why they play the games. I, that's, you know? And that's yeah. why I left that in there. Had I had I been actually mad at you, I would have added that thing out. <laughs> but <laughs> but I kinda it kind of proves a point that I had during that time. It's like we were already two series in going into that series, and regular season didn't really matter as much because a lot of that stuff has changed. And you had to go with what the series did beforehand, and and it was pretty even going into that series, and we got a game seven out of it. So absolutely,
1: it, and it turned out. I mean, it was it was great theater. Uh, it really has been. Both of the series have been great theater. I, I, I mean,
3: real quick, if, yeah. I want mean, congratulations to Dave and his Diamondbacks. But if I had to do it over again, I'd bet the Phillies again.
2: <laughs> I would, too, to be honest.
3: And then we'd be I, in the same spot. Nope, because any given day. <laughs> nice, guys. Nice, guy. Well, we're going to get to talk about
1: football here in a little bit. All right, let's get our picks in. First off, Casey, I think I want to start with you. Who do you like in this series?
2: Man, I feel like this is one of the most different World Series that we've seen in a while where it's no favorite, and that's what makes it fun. So I'm, I'm, I'm in Arizona. Don't. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Diamondbacks. Dang, all right. Don't Casey go no. with the Diamondbacks? Go with Dave, Diamondbacks. you're next.
0: We're screwed. Dave, you're next. <laughs> well, I'm not obviously. I won't say who I think is going to win, but I'll go with the last. The, my last thought for the NLCS. I think this is an evenly matched series. I think it's going to go the distance. I would love a game seven as much as I hate to say that because I may not live to see game seven. Um, but I think this is going to be a highly, a highly, contested series. Close games all the way through, and at the end, we're going to say that probably one of the better World Series that we've seen played. Te- yep. Texas is a slight favorite with
3: the with the sports books, but Good. not too many people named Dave Zorn or Casey Ever would have gotten the last two teams that are playing. You know the the, the best teams in the league they're golfing right now. Uh, Texas lineup is low to top to bottom. Diamondbacks are hot. It's it's anybody's ball game. Mm-hmm.
1: So I got you, the AL right. You're by not the way. Ta- you're not making a pick.
3: I'm I'm picking Texas. Okay, you got like Texas. Good, okay. All right. All right. So I feel so, better now.
1: So hold on. I I got to give you guys a final note, and this is. This will explain to you my reasoning. Okay, in May of two thousand and one, Randy Johnson killed a bird with a pitch to the plate. Okay, right. In March of this year, Zach Gallen killed a bird while playing catch in the outfield. Yeah, that's right. Odds? How? What are the odds that your two aces? Okay, in a year would blow up a bird in the same year that they appear in the World Series? That's that is creepy. so highly unlikely so for that reason alone as much as I want to put pick the revenge of the birds I am picking the
0: Arizona Diamondbacks oh, to beat the Philadelphia Phillies the Phillies seven, oh excuse me they just <laughs> they just oh, yeah, they, did oh yeah you they just did you can't go back on the I last I can't prediction. go
1: back I'm sorry the Texas Rangers you're right <laughs> the Texas Rangers in the World Series listen your aces killed birds in the same year that's what that they do that, that your team that your team went to the World Series I like the Diamondbacks to win in seven games well,
0: before we move on to football I, I gotta make a final statement so end this on some kind of solid note instead of <laughs> crazy as that was I go back to obviously we you're gonna see you know a lot of the clips back to the oh one series I remember exactly where I was I was on the concourse when when the ball hit the ground but i I've, I've thought back in since the game seven I'm like is this going to feel better? Is this going to be more of a you know celebration for the fans than it was in 0-1, 01 Of course, had nine eleven attached to it and the Yankees and all like it, 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 a lot of cool tie ins there. However, that Diamondbacks team was pretty like ninety five percent bought. I mean, they, they they was bought and put together to go make a platform. Randy Johnson, Curt Schilling, Mark Grace. I mean, all these guys. Matt Williams. Matt Williams. Yeah. And but this team right here, they they were either homegrown or they were brought in as almost you know. Uh, not thought abouts on other teams, like the, were the player name later type of situation. Seaward maybe would be the only one, that maybe not, maybe not there. This I think would be more of a, a, a more of a great feeling if they win the World Series because it was done by homegrown kind of guys. Did
1: you to, know that the guy on the roster? Or the guy on the team making the most money is not even on the roster in the, anymore. That's Baumgartner.
0: Baumgartner, <laughs> he's still I mean, going to get a
1: ring if they win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's an amazing stat. And, and to your point,
3: maybe that does make it feel better. I don't know. I, I mean, you to, wouldn't to have the to diehards, your probably fan, your fan yeah. base does. Well, well right. if if you, the the Diamondbacks, if they can beat the Dodgers in Philadelphia, they can beat the Rangers on the For road. sure. Yeah. But yeah. you know, statistically, and I, I'm going to go with Texas.
1: All right. So, Bills on Texas. Me and Casey and Dave are all the diamondbacks of course my reason is completely obscure it's It's absurd but it's funny it's absurd right? okay but i (laughs) love it it's a
3: coincidence
1: (laughs) all right is this good well and bill how many times have you heard me say this over over the course of our sports um history together god loves a good story
0: (laughs) okay i'm getting one in this series
1: (laughs) all right let's uh let's move on we, half the show that
3: wasn't too is, painful. That,
1: that it wasn't, a, wasn't half the show. It was okay. Right. Yeah, well, probably. Anyway, college football. We got some good games on tap for you this week. Number thirteen, Utah is at number eight, Oregon. Both teams are six and one. And Casey, I'm going to
2: start with you. What's the spread on this one, Unc? The six and a half to Oregon. Utah's plus six and a half. Oh, I'm going to go Oregon. Well, that was simple and easy to the point. Nope. Yeah. Well, I'll, well, that's I'll, what we're doing, right? You yeah, guys I'll, used to yell at me all the time. Casey, we're I'll, not picking. Blah, blah, blah. I'll, I'll <laughs> jump in
0: here for the next one. I, You know, Oregon is one team at home and another team on the road. Uh, Utah is, I mean, Oregon's a favorite by six and a half at Salt Lake with Utah's defense. Dude, I, I, look, Oregon's a, a great team, but man, like again, on the road, they're different. I'm going to take Utah. I mean, Oregon might win this game, but i that's just too many points. I'm going to take Utah to cover on this one.
1: I thought this game is
2: in Oregon, isn't it?
0: is got it, I've at, got, it Utah. at
3: Utah. We can double check that. Yeah, real let's quick. double check. Yeah, we'll, no, I no, think no, no, I no, put no.
2: it in the right order. First team is away.
3: Yeah, so I guess, it's I guess at that's Utah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's at Utah. Okay. Well, both teams. You know, they're, they're Utah's averaging thirty-four points their last two games. They finally got the offense figured out, and both teams have twenty-five sacks. That leads the, the Pack Twelve. Um, Utah's looking for his third straight division crown. And uh, Oregon's looking to get to this game. They packed 12 championship for the fourth time in the last five games. But Utah is a much different team at home. I love Utah in the points at home here. Yeah.
1: All right. So Dave uh, Dave is on Utah. All right. right. You're uh, Bill, you're on Utah? Yes, sir. What are you, and Casey, what are you? You're, Oregon. You're on Oregon?
2: Yep. I guess ride all last week for the college game, so mm. just letting you know. Yeah,
0: whatever.
1: Well, you know we're going to ride that trend. I'm going to go with. I'm. I'm going to partner with Casey. I like you. I like Oregon on the road.
0: All right. To make him feel bad.
1: Yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> Florida and Georgia is our other game. Florida unranked. Georgia number one, seven and zero. Why
2: is this even on our list? There, there wasn't. A, it's not a big college football
3: Saturday. Yeah. yeah, but we're, we're going with a, it. And
0: this is the Great American Cocktail Party. Oh, okay. The, it played in Jacksonville, by the way. It's not even at the the Swamp. It's in Jacksonville. They
3: brought in Steve Spurrier to get the troops all loaded up here this last <laughs> nice. weekend in Florida.
0: <laughs> What's the spread on this one? The 14 and a half. See, I think I go back and forth. Because Florida, there, there's some times where Florida looks bad. And a couple other times where they don't look too bad. I mean, they look pretty good. It's Georgia. But, I mean, this is one of these rivalry games. So, I mean, anything can happen. Fourteen and a half, God man, I don't, know, I don't know if I like Georgia in fourteen and a half, but you know, I, I yeah, might as well. I'll, I'll take Georgia and points with barely. I mean, Florida's probably going to be in this for a half, maybe three quarters. Well, well Georgia's won twenty four straight
3: games. It's like six hundred ninety straight days they haven't lost. Jeez. Georgia's won four of the last five games in this series, including thirty four to seven and forty two to twenty the last two years. Florida's much better at home, but I, I, I'm going to take the Bulldogs here.
0: No, they're not even home. It's a neutral site. Good point,
1: <laughs> Casey.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Come on, Georgia.
3: I'm being uh, quick like, and simple. Like to simple. Brock like Bowers simple. is still out, I believe. Yeah, He's a big yeah. part of their offense. So, um, Georgia, they're going to win. It's just whether they cover. They've had some issues covering
1: the spreads. They're going. To, they've gone just two and five against the spread this season. Oh, they do that geez. all the time. It's on purpose. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, two and five against the spread. <laughs> And yet, I'm still taking Georgia and laying the 14 and out points. All right, the, our, our last college game of the week, it was a struggle. BYU and Texas.
3: This- Te- Texas is minus 19, and their starting quarterback, Quinn Evers, is out. Uh, their backup, Malik Murphy, very athletic kid, um, getting his first career start, and we might finally see the college debut of Arch Manning, last year's number one college recruit. Um, I think just Texas has too much. They're bigger, stronger, faster. If BYU can uh, confuse the new starter for a while, they hang around. But I, I think Texas wins here by twenty-five.
0: Mm. I thought about this, you know, uh, BYU—they've uh, played pretty well this season, but it's against teams that would get smoked by Texas and other big schools. As much as the uh, the, the point spread is huge in this one in favor of Texas, it it is in Austin, uh, raucous crowd. Um, you know, I, I, I'll take Texas here.
1: Haas. He <laughs> Texas? Everybody's on Texas. All right. So, uh, and this isn't a big deal, but the Longhorns are 1 and 2 against the spread at home. But they're 1 0 at home against a conference opponent. See, it's They rigged. beat Kansas by 26, while Kansas beat BYU by 11. All right. So, all of that said, I like Texas. I'm going to lay the 19
0: and a Future Big 12 opponents, by the way, BYU and Texas. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. Texas is going to the SEC. All
0: right. Well, that's right. I forgot about that. Well, never mind then. I'll take that back.
3: Where's the dumbest be in. We're going to have to have like a five-hour show next year on who's playing where and what right. conference. Oh, my We'll goodness, do that in the,
0: the offseason. I mean. there, there's nothing going on. We'll just do one that's just all college yeah, we try season. to
3: break that down before the
1: season. Absolutely. All right, good job, guys. Let's uh, move on to Stump the Unk, our chance to see if we can get one past Flagstaff. Bill, Dave, I'm starting with you.
0: Awesome. I got, I got a good one. It might be easy for you, too, but I'm not sure. Uh, what NFL team holds the record for most consecutive losses? you Need uh Tampa Bay, <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> it's be easy, but I, I love the notes on this. Yes, it's right.
3: Oh, that's right. Yes, okay. Come on, yay! And that's, that's got to be John McKay.
0: He left USC and went there, and the reporters loved him because he would say anything at any right. time. <laughs> well, here's, here's the background on this so during the 1976 and 77 seasons, the Bucks lost 26 games in a row. They were so bad that when they finally broke the streak by beating. Casey's New Orleans Saints, 33-14. to 14. The loss was so embarrassing by the Saints that they fired their head coach the next day. That coach, Hank Stram.
3: And they used to wear bags on their head. In, uh,
0: oh, yeah. Yeah, the Saints fan, yeah, the, yeah, the bags I, I, on their head.
3: Did you actually know that, Casey, that they I used
1: know. to wear bags on their head? No. Oh, yeah, I was
3: being a Saints yeah, fan did. for numerous they, amount they, of they years. They cut
1: little
0: eyepatches. Yeah. <laughs> nobody didn't know that they are at the game. That started a trend because Houston Oilers fans started doing that yeah. and a bunch of other teams started doing oh, that. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, very good. All right, uh, Casey, you get to go next. Okay. Who are the only players to win an MVP, World Series MVP, and All-Star Game MVP in the MLB? Kind of a tough
3: question. Um, off-air, Casey gave me a, a hint uh, that they had the same last name, and I think I got it, Brooks and Frank Robinson.
2: Basically,
0: Casey's the Houston Astros of the show,
2: huh? Yeah. The,
1: the bill's <laughs> Bill's on a roll this morning, uh, this Smack and afternoon, trash cans. this evening, whenever it is. Wherever Smack the trash cans. Anyway. I like <laughs> All, right. All right, Bill. Another easy one for you. We're tossing you some softballs today. Who holds the record for most consecutive stolen bases without getting caught? Do you have that number? I don't have it. I'm, oh, I'm well, how, yeah,
3: I do. I do. I have the number. It's 50 straight. Wow, that's very impressive. And again, off air uh, with a, a hint. Or actually, I came up with the team. I couldn't think of his name. He gave me the initials. I believe that's Vince Coleman. Vince Coleman. Three for three. The Cardinals three. used to always steal bases back in the day. Absolutely.
1: Um, and 50 straight across the 1989 and 1990 seasons. Mm. Oh, so, uh-huh. Good stuff. All right, guys. Let's turn our attention to the NFL. Just about three games to talk about this week. It's kind of an interesting week in the NFL. Let's start with what... I think it turned out to be a pretty good matchup, guys. The Steelers four and two, Jacksonville Jaguars five and two. I'm sure you guys have the spread on
0: this one. The Jags are minus two and a half on the road here. Cool. My favorite by two, so that's basically a pickup game since it's in Pittsburgh. I guess the the odds makers leaving that Pittsburgh home field advantage there. Um, I'll start. You know, uh, Pittsburgh. I, I don't trust them. I mean, I I know the intangibles. You know, we've talked about the Steelers going into this year. I think the Jags have, may have turned a nice little corner here. Um, they're getting good production out of uh, former Saguaro Sabercat Cat Christian Kirk finally. Uh, things are starting to come around offensively for them. So I'm going to take the Jags on the road here.
2: Yeah, I really like the Jags too. And their offense is incredible when it's working. If they can get Ridley involved, if they can get Kirk involved. I mean, they're a very good team. But we've also seen where Trevor Lawrence kind of poops a bed. And so he's going on the road to Pittsburgh, which is a harsh environment to be in. And the Steelers, they just find a way to win. I don't know how they do it, but they find a way. Um, But that being said, I still have the Jags winning this game. I think it's going to be a lot closer than we think, though.
3: Uh, Coach Peterson for Jacksonville has really turned it around pretty quickly, and I think they're a legitimate contender for the the NFC, the AFC this year. The Steelers at 4-2, I think they're doing it with smoke and mirrors. I have no idea how they have four wins. But um, incidentally, their wide receiver, George Pickens, uh, in his second year from Georgia, he is a man among men. He's a very young guy, and and when he gets a a more legitimate quarterback, he's a beast, that guy. But I like Jacksonville here. I I think they're going to do it on the road. Uh, Jacksonville minus 2.5. I think they bring the Steelers back to earth.
1: Really hard to pick against against the Jaguars right now. I think that they, and we said going into the season, that they were going to take the next step uh, in their progression to, they're not an elite team yet by any means, but still, they are a good team that is getting better. That said, I also picked the Steelers to be a little bit of a surprise, and they've been that. I mean, at 4-2 and two after six games, I know you guys didn't believe that at all. I thought that the Steelers could be right here, so I'm not surprised. It would surprise me if the Steelers win this game. I think Jacksonville's better, but that's all the more reason why I'm going to pick the Steelers, because they have been that surprise all season. I'm going to take the Steelers in this game. Hmm. All right, how about the Browns, four and two, against the Seahawks, also four and two. If 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 we did anybody predict the Seahawks would be here. After six games. Same
0: as last year. Yeah. No one predicted them to be decent last year. Yeah.
2: I, I said they were going to be decent.
0: Okay. Yeah. Right, well, I did, then I you thought get to go first. We'll yeah, have so, to check the tapes on that. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, here's the key thing. They might be out there running back, Kenneth Walker III, which might hurt them. They're, he's their main guy on offense right now. Um, they're, but they're also getting key um, their new receiver that they picked in the draft this year. It's His name's, like, super confusing. Uh, but they have a lot of active weapons on offense so the Seahawks are a really weird team they can get things done their defense has actually been a lot better than I expected them to be Uh, I like the Seahawks here and Deshaun Watson looks like he's not coming back I don't know he's back for like five minutes and then he's out again and then comes back and then he's out again so I have the Seahawks what's the spread here no the
3: Seahawks minus four well, that's it. Moved up a little bit because Deshaun Watson is not going to play, from what I understand. There you go. If he doesn't play, the Browns lose. Their vaunted defense gave up 38 points to a second-string quarterback in the Colts last week. I think the uh, the Browns are in, in kind of disarray right now, and they're trying to figure out if Deshaun
0: Watson is going to be part of their future. I I watched the Seahawks last week against the Cardinals, and 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 the the, the pattern for the Seahawks over the last few years has been horrendous offensive line. They don't have a good offensive line this year at all either. I mean, Geno Smith, uh he's is not, uh, not having the kind of, hey, look, who's this Geno Smith guy as he did last year? He's become Geno Smith again. But, yeah, the, the running back out, uh, Miles Garrett almost ate a team on his own last week, even though I know they gave up a lot of points, but he was a man. Uh I can hit, see him absolutely terrorizing this offensive line. Uh, the Seahawks aren't – you know what the the Browns faced last week. Uh, I like the I like the Browns going there and winning this week. I'll take them uh, as an upset at, uh, in Seattle. All
1: right, and Bill, did you have the Seahawks? Yes. This one's a tough pick, and and I agree. Without Deshaun Watson, different team offensively, but this Browns defense is very good, very good. I'm not sold on the Seahawks. I'm curious. Davis, to uh, I would ask you why you were actually watching the Cardinals and the Seahawks play but <laughs> I know because
0: uh, I, I, <laughs> for, for, I like train crashes <laughs>
2: <know>. yeah okay Homer
0: <laughs> real quick when Jeff used to work
3: for the Cardinals I went down to a game and he got me on the field and I was known as a big hitter in high school and college these guys hitting each other were like Truck crashes. (laughs) It was unbelievable on the field. Absolutely. Completely different sound when you're down Mm there. The one thing that you can't
1: capture, even on TV, like you get the natural sound and you could tell when there's a hit, but... When you're actually there, live, and you're mm-hmm. on the field, it literally sounds like cars crashing every play all over the field.
0: I always thought right. when I was down there uh, on the sidelines, uh, I, w- I wouldn't want to get my hand caught between those two helmets. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know <laughs> for sure, completely off.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a great call. All right, Bill and Casey, you're on the Seahawks. Dave, you're on the Browns. Man, this is this is tough. I think the four points might be too many. Uh, Seahawks may win this game. I like the Browns to cover. All right, finally. And I'm going to I'm going to throw a, a question out there with this. So as you're as you're picking this game, we got the Bengals at 3 and 3 and the 49ers at 5 and 2. And I was having a kind of a fun discussion earlier about the elite teams in the NFL. And so I want to put this out here because you know, we would have said we probably would have said 2 weeks ago that there were three elite teams in the league, right? And they would have been San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Kansas City, right? I penciled the 49ers I, into the Super Bowl three weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and, and then, of course, maybe that next tier you had Detroit maybe sitting there by themselves, right? And then after that, there were a whole bunch of teams that could fall into there. You know, the Baltimore Ravens, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, there's a bunch of teams that could fall in there. <laughs> the 49ers, Philly, and Kansas City. Are they still the only three elite teams in the league? I I still believe that they are, but that's second tier now. Do we get Baltimore in there along with the Detroit? Because I I think that it could be close. And as you you guys pick this game, Bengals against the 49ers, I just want to hear from you, like, who who actually are the elite teams in the any given Sunday league right now?
2: Yeah, and I, I think they are still the elite teams when healthy. And that's the thing. A lot of these guys are getting hurt. I mean, Chris McCaffrey was out of game. You saw what happened to Brock Purdy when he doesn't have his offensive weapons. He turns into a normal quarterback. But injuries are a part of the NFL. So it's just like, if healthy, yes, they're in that upper echelon of teams. But... I mean when they lose star pieces like that it it brings them down to not that second tier they're still an above average team with those weapons and with uh, one or two players being hurt but it definitely does takes a toll on your team for sure
3: it's it's not a 10 game season this is a 17 game season plus the playoffs and again 3 weeks ago i think the 49ers were the best team in the league you no one mentioned the Bengals right here you know the Bengals are a very good team and they played for the AFC championship last the last couple of years i think uh, i think he's back I was going to say Boomer size and Keys Joe Burrow. <laughs> Joe Burrow. <laughs> That'd be a story. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope Boomer's not back. <laughs> the, the Niners need Trent Williams. I mean, he's a beast, that guy up front. And my grandson plays offensive line. And he shows me videos of this guy just blowing people up. Debo Samuel's still out. Rock Purdy was listed as questionable. Not sure if he's going to play. He's out. He, he is co- out. Concussion. So now we get... Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, and you know, if there's a quarterback whisperer coach in the league, it's the San Francisco 49er coach. No. We'll see if he can help. But defensively, the Niners look crappy last week. Kirk Cousin looks like the league
0: MVP. I mean, and he's not Mister Monday Night Football. Right? Steve, Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator for the Niners, had a bad game calling plays. Former Cardinals head coach, by the way, um, and he he took some, he's taking some heat in San Francisco this week. Um, however, you know John uh, Lynch has come out and said, you know, I'm supporting my guy. It's only one game. And mistakes happen. That type of thing. Called blitz packages on c- completely the wrong call on, on wrong offensive calls. Uh, it, it's a mess in the, in Ninerland right now. Yeah, and, you don't you don't want to peak too early. And you don't you don't want to play a team like the Bengals coming in. No, it's, it's this is going to be an
3: exciting. We'll see if the 49ers are still one of the elite teams. How they play in this game? All right, you like the Bengals?
0: I do. see. what's the, the points on that? Three. 49 fight by three. Oh man, it's home, home field advantage. Go ahead, Casey.
2: Yeah, I think the... I mean, now that Brock Purdy's out, but I mean, is Sam Darnold that much worse than Brock Purdy? Yes. You think so? He can't start over him. Well, I mean, yeah. Oh, no, there's but, that. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. But, Just saying. Uh, I mean, he's probably not... I mean, Brock Purdy is a system quarterback. I mean, if Sam Darnold can fill that role, they'll be fine. So I'm going to pick the 49ers. I, I think
0: the Bengals win this... Maybe by two touchdowns or more, uh, the Niners are in bad shape right now, and it's a good it's a good time for a team like the Bengals that need that kind of signature win to keep them rebounding from how they started uh, to get back into it. The, this has got a Bengals win written all over it. They always
2: them. seem to do it. They always seem to win like seven games in a row, and you're like, what? So this does have Bengals win written all over it
1: with with the the issues that the 49ers have. You know, the question that it comes down to for me is, you know, we were saying you know a few weeks ago. We were talking about the defense, you know, in addition to all the weapons that they have. And then they had that egg that they laid on Monday night. If this 49ers defense plays the way that they can, they can win this football game. I think there's a lot of ifs there. And I think the Bengals are coming around at the right time.
3: They had a bye last week as well. Yeah.
1: I'm going to. So that means they're even healthier. I I like Cincinnati in this game. I, I don't, but I don't feel good about it. Okay. Is McCaffrey still out?
2: No, no, he's, oh, he's, he's back.
0: back. Yeah, nah, it's all takes Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, all right, it's gonna be. It should be. Should be a fun game to watch. All right, guys, uh, thank you for those picks. We'll we'll keep a running total. By the way, last week, Dave Casey. Uh, and I went four and two. Bill, you went two and four last what? week. So looking to to rebound. <laughs> it's all coming off that
0: Philly stupidity again. <laughs> okay, all
1: right. Wow. Well, well, we promised you at the beginning of the show all Dave, all the time, and so Yay. now we get to switch back to more of Dave Yay. because he has the honors of sports through the ages this week. One of our favorite segments, my favorite segment of the show. Here's sports through the Dave through the
0: ages with Dave Zorn. It was born in 2004 from the movie Dodgeball, a true underdog story, starring Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller. However, it was Gary Cole's role as a play by play announcer, Cotton McKnight, and Jason Bateman's role as color analyst, Pepper Brooks, for the World Dodgeball Championships that I think stole that movie. The event was broadcast on the fictitious ESPN 8, The Ocho. Bringing you the fight seldom seen sports from around the globe since 1999. If it's almost a sport, we've got it here. It was in 2017, 13 years later, that ESPN finally decided to go along with the joke and actually begin broadcasting these seldom seen quote-unquote sports. ESPN, the Ocho Day is every year on August 8th. Get it? 88. Eight. Anyway, this past August, ESPN expanded the annual event to a massive four-day extravaganza. 50 hours of outstanding programming. Believe it. It's just unbelievable, guys. Some of the events featured included the 2023 Pillow Fight Championships, where quick hands and martial arts skills are apparently the name of the game.
3: A very athletic dude, very flashy, but Tillman a practitioner in nunchucks, which comes into play in pillow fighting. Beautiful
0: 360 shot. Headshots are the key in this sport. Then there's the Foot Golf World Cup. Foot golf is players that use a soccer ball at a golf course. Yep. This sport doesn't build character, it reveals it. Then there's the World Dog Surfing Championships, the Wisconsin Auctioneers Championship, Wiffle Ball, Darts, also known as Bull Shooter, and Grass Drag Racing, which is drag racing on grass with snowmobiles. The bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. Then there's my favorite event, the Slippery Stairs event, where climbers climb stairs covered in a tarp and some kind of wet substance on the surface.
1: Left at the top is trail!
0: And of course, we can't forget the sport that started it all, dodgeball.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to witness the greatest happening in sport, sudden death dodgeball.
0: Pepper needs new shorts. Uh, One year, they had dodgeball with juggling. Moving on, then there's the all-time classic events like the Cherry Pit Spinning Contest, Hedis, where competitors play ping pong with their heads in a volleyball, Pizza Dough Spinning, and the Sign Spinning Contest. So many useless sports, so little time. So mark on your calendars for next August 8th when ESPN The Ocho will be coming to an ESPN network near you. For the Generation Sports Podcast, I'm Dave Zorn.
1: Never in all my years as a sportscaster have I witnessed something as improbable, as impossible as what we witnessed here today.
0: <laughs> I left sports out too. I thought of like four more after I
2: did that. Uh, that's awesome.
1: I, I think that's really cool. And, and we were talking about this a couple weeks ago when I accidentally stumbled upon the World Pillow Fighting Championships, and we were talking about that. I'm like, that really is a thing. So real quick before we move on to sports through the ages, Casey, you're just pretty much starting out in your career. Dave, you are somewhere in the middle. And, Bill, you and I are old. I'm about done. (laughs) You you and I are old. If you got the call today to do the play-by-play or the color for an ESPN Ocho event, whether it's cherry spitting, pillow fighting, or what was the ping pong with your head yeah that one <laughs> okay uh-huh. that one <laughs> volleyball would 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 you sign on for that and and be one of those cuz they really do sound like clowns <laughs> you know like this look at the athleticism of these pillow fighters would you sign on for that would you do it
2: yeah, in a heartbeat. I would do it. It would be so fun just for yeah. the, to spend like a day doing that. I think it'd be a blast, and to get those kind of sports and notoriety from something as obscure as that—that'd be awesome. I would love to do it. Yeah, it I'm,
0: I'm with Casey on that one too. I I, I can imagine you know, doing the pillow fight, you know, stuff. Slippery slope would rewrite my alley. Uh, there's a couple other ones out there that absolutely I wouldn't think twice about in calling. Absolutely.
3: What What about you, Bill? No, I, I'm gonna pass on that. <laughs> you want you to I foot think golf. Foot golf. There I right think there. you need to be an expert and if you don't know what's going on how do you comment on it intelligently so
0: that's, that's foot, just by me the, by the way I was thinking foot golf would be one of the if a gust of wind came up that would actually really more affect uh, something on a golf course than regular golf would be I think you know? <laughs> probably, probably, anyway ESPN the Ocho, that's pretty fun stuff if you
1: haven't seen it lately and you get a chance, I, I gotta tell you
0: there are um, many clips on uh, YouTube, go check out all your favorite uh, yeah, sports yeah. I,
1: I actually found Whoa. myself locked in to the fiddle-fighting championships. <laughs> yep. Unbelievable. All right, right, let's time to bring things back a little bit local. Uh, Dave Zorn has everything going on with sports around the mountain.
0: I was still stuck in it. has being Ocho for a second. I'm going to get my, my stuff together. All right, well, Andy is coming off a bye week. Uh, they're hosting 25th-ranked UC Davis for homecoming on Saturday this week. Uh, they need to win out. They have a shot at the FCS playoffs, so every game is a big game. Kickoff's going to be 1 o'clock in the Sky Dome. We'll see how they do against the Aggies um, coming off uh, of homecoming this week. Coconino, their high school team, is pretty much in the same boat. They have to win their last two games to make the four A.C. playoffs. They host Prescott tonight. They take on Flagstaff in the Skydome next Friday for the city championship game. we got a special one-hour pregame show on Cap Sports Network next week for that. And the game is next Friday on the network and on our flagship for high school sports, which is the Legend 93.5 and AM 930 here in Flagstaff. Uh, Flagstaff tonight tries to spoil Bradshaw Mountain's playoff hopes as they hit the Prescott Valley to take on the Bears tonight as well. Uh, and Finally, some sad news. Uh, Flagstaff Eagles' girls' flag football team was bounced from the 5 A playoffs last night with a 29-14 loss. The Campo Verde it's a great season for the Eagles in their first ever season of flight football. Not only theirs, it's the first ever season for flight football for anybody. This is the, the inaugural year uh, in Arizona for for girls' flight football. And uh, they had a great year. It was fun watching them. We, have, we even did a game on Cow Sports Network the other night. The other day, it was, it's a lot of fun. And uh, look for more fun with that coming, coming soon. Uh, the Coconino... Panthers JV team. They don't have a freshman team there.
3: They just won Wednesday in Prescott, twenty-one nothing. Their closest game of the year. They're undefeated. So if they beat Flagstaff next week, they'll win the conference championship. And shout out to those
0: guys. There's a conference championship in JV football. All right. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we just made one up, I guess. But no, I, yeah. and they're going to go. By the way, they're technically called the Nines and Tens. They don't have a freshman team, but they will have a freshman team next year. So they'll go back to the three team. Which they the should. Night. Yeah, they should. They have way too many guys on that nine and 10s team. Is the whole is the is the flag. Like football is it gonna is it gonna catch fire like like I'm hoping
1: it does. It is. It is.
0: There's two. There's two. There's six A and 5 a A. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've talked to people of Coconino, Hey, are you guys gonna get involved in this? And they don't have the facilities or the space and, and the practice time to to make it work. Um, so they're taking a buy on that right now. Uh, but Flag's loving it. You know, we both know their coach well, Tyron Johnson. And uh, uh I, I've talked to some of the girls. I've talked to him. It's it was the team is a combination of girls basketball, soccer players, and softball players. And they all took it seriously, and unfortunately, one of their, their best defenders got hurt last night. They had a, it was looked pretty bad, um, but um, but they all enjoy it, and it gets them in shape for the for the winter season. So it, there's a it checks off a whole bunch of yeses down the down the line of why that's a good thing, a good sport for that for the ladies there. To answer your question, Jeff,
3: yeah, it, having an eighth grade granddaughter, her and all of her girlfriends who all play softball, soccer. Volleyball, they're they're skipping volleyball. They're going to play flag football in high school. Oh wow, yeah,
1: I, I think it's fun, and I think you know once the the NFL is going to get behind it, and they're going to promote it, and we're going to start seeing more flag football and they better competition. They already have in Arizona. Yeah, yeah they yeah. put
0: a bunch of money in, it and it basically paid for everybody's uniforms. Uh, and one thing I know the AIA is looking at this and going, well, let's see what the, the fandom is, and and there is a caveat down the line in a couple of years of possibly turning that into contact. So uh, we'll see how that goes as far as the girls go. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right.
1: Great show today, guys. And, uh, you know, Dave, listen, uh, I just want to tell you, enjoy the World Series. I know as as a baseball fan that's not a Diamondback fan, but a baseball fan, I am really looking forward to this World Series. It should be fun. And, you know, whether it's the Rangers or whether it's the Diamondbacks, honestly, and, Bill, you've known me forever, you know that this next statement is 100% true. I hope every single game, Goes down to the last at bat, and that it goes seven games. Because as a sports fan, how could I want anything more, you know, or yeah. anything different?
0: And I'll just end that discussion with this too: is that you know, win or lose, I'm I'm thrilled with the way this has gone. It's rejuvenated the fan base. Uh, it's, good, it's good for it, the state. It's good for the state. It's good, great for the organization. Um, you know, again, I wanted to win, but they've, they've already done a lot of good in this playoff run too. And and one of our one of my friends in the business uh, said on his show the other day. If the Diamondbacks win, they'll give them two world championships, which is more than the Suns, Cardinals, and Coyotes combined. It's good stuff. Do you have any final thoughts on that?
2: No, I'm just really excited for World Series baseball. I mean, it feels like it's been forever, but it's only been like a year. But I'm excited. It's fresh teams, too, which is always a great thing. So I'm sick of watching the same teams make it to the World Series over and over. So it'll be fun.
3: Seven-game series, baby. Let's do it. 66 seasons for the Diamondbacks and Rangers, and there's one world championship. So somebody's going to add to their total.
1: Yeah. Good stuff. All right. It's time for our crunch time as we wrap things up for this week. Dave, I think I want to start with you.
0: Thanks. I was I I was conflicted which way I was going to go this. I was going to blast the national media for them whining and crying that there's not an actual great team in the World Series. You know, Yankees, Dodgers, the same old, same old. But we all discovered that. So I'll go with my backup one and i'm just i'm just going to put it out there it's not a complaint and i don't I'm not going to complain when it's over but the umpires are set for the world series and I, to me there's a big problem. Home plate umpire for game 1 is DJ Rayburn. He was ranked 75th of the 92 umpires that, that umpired this regular season. Uh, how does he how? get that how does he get that job? Exactly. Game 2 is Quinn Wolcott who is actually the best ranked umpire this season. That's sh- he should be there. Game 3 Alfonso Marquez He's a, he's a disaster. He was 77th ranked, and Game 4 was David Rackley ranked 68th. I'll stop there because the Game 7 guy is a crew chief, Bill Miller, who is a brutal umpire behind the plate. So I don't get this. Major League Baseball, I know they, don't, they probably don't follow any kind of rankings. These ranking things are probably done by independent guys. But shouldn't you have the best seven umpires during the season umpire the, the, the best series of the year? For every single game. Yeah, you've already got the top-ranked guy. What's the other six guys doing? Are they on vacation already? But you've got, again, game one, the 75th ranked out of 92 umpires is going to be behind home plate. I'm 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 making an excuse because, to me, I'm I'm in that camp where umpires never decide a series or a championship. It's the way the team plays throughout the whole part of the game. I'm just putting that out there. It's kind of a side thing to watch as you watch the World Series.
1: Okay, and I agree with you. We should have the best seven guys. It's not complicated to me.
3: Who's up next, Bill or Casey? I'll go. Um, Just starting off, being a huge sports fan, it's almost hard to think or say this out loud, but I really think professional athletes make way too much money. Yeah, they're good. They're really good at what they do. They throw or catch, kick or hit the ball. They shoot the basketball or skate very well. But in all reality, they're playing a game for money. A lot of us played sports growing up, just not at this level. These guys are great athletes, but professional sports is such a big business these days, where the top teams are now worth billions of dollars. I, I don't really have a problem with the uh, superstars making big bucks, but there's a hundred pro athletes that most people have never heard of who make ten to fifteen million dollars a year. The uh, the average blue collar fan with a couple of kids can almost not afford to take his family to the game. Salaries are way out of line, and the cost is just going up daily. Um, I just miss the old days when box seats were 8 bucks, and my season tickets for the Rams were $380 for the whole year. Sports is very different these days. Absolutely. Good job, Bill.
0: You know, I I know you did NIL a couple weeks ago, and I I thought the other day, I'm like, I wonder how close we are for high school seniors getting an NIL deal. Wow. Wow. That's coming. I don't think it'll happen in Arizona because the AIA wants all the money, but (laughs) I bet it's coming quick.
2: Uh, for me this week, I was trying to think of something, and then I saw this article about you know how Lionel Messi came to the MLS, no, right? Here we go, soccer again. Be go, quiet, go ahead. Dave. Go ahead. Okay, so he only played a handful of games, like league games for Inter Miami, and he was nominated for the MVP of the league, <laughs> only playing less than five games out of 40 games. And he was nominated for MVP. I just think it's ridiculous. Yes, he's one of the best soccer players of all time. I get it. But you do not get to be an MVP of a league for playing five or less games. It's it shouldn't ridiculous. shouldn't even be an MVP candidate. Like, no, there should it's be stupid. a minimum game cutoff, right? Yeah.
0: I agree with you, Casey, but who, whether the player in MLS this year brought more attention to the league? I don't care. I know, but I, I would say I agree with you, but that's I think that's the thinking behind it is that they're going to make him the MVP for, because of all the money and attention they brought to the league instead of the games they played. Most
2: profitable player, how about that? Yeah, yeah that's a completely different
0: a conversation. Award, yeah. Yeah. I
1: agree. Good job, Casey. I agree with you. All right, I, I want to I close out with this on, on my crunch time. One of the things that I love about baseball this year, Diamondback baseball, because they did this better than anyone else, is it's a new way of winning the old way, okay? What do I mean by that? Walk, which means you're gonna work the count, get deep in the count, and then take your base on balls. And then what do you do? You run, because the next guy, by working the count, there's more opportunities to run safely. And then what's the next thing that you do? Oh, I don't know, bunt. Always get a runner to third with less than two outs. And then you know what happens, guys? You make a productive out, put the ball in play, and you've scored a run without even getting a hit. It's new baseball played the old way. The Diamondbacks did it better than anyone in the league this year, and guess what? They're going to be playing for a championship. That's my crunch.
0: That's called the way it is. It's the Diamondbacks way. <laughs>
1: You are doing so poorly before you got worse. (laughs) All right, that's good. That's awesome. That's going to wrap things up for this week. For Casey Everett, Dave Zorn, Bill Unkovich. I'm Jeff Kennedy. Thanks for listening. And remember, national security is not at stake. We're just talking sports.
3: That's all it is. Now, what are you
1: going to do? Good
2: morning. Morning. Oh, and in case I don't see you,
1: good afternoon, good evening, and good night. So
0: this is Vin Scully wishing you a very pleasant good afternoon wherever you may be.